Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace. You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of... Episode 154. What's going on, bro? Wonderful. Just got through eating, nice. picking and brushing crap out of my new braces or the <laughs> buttons that are stuck on my teeth. And then All right. the last the last episode, we got kind of carried away talking about dental stories again. I don't know why that's come up as a theme in the podcast, but I actually didn't talk to you about my entire weekend in Chicago. Oh, dude, tell me about Chicago. Yeah, dude. You know what? You know, every single time I've been to Chicago, I always go there for business or like whatever. I never really got to go, um, check out some, any of the museums there, man. And you know, one of the most famous museums is the Chicago Art Institute that has just like some of the most amazing pieces, obviously, like in the history of art, right? So, um, you know, I wanted to bring up a few pieces that we can kind of like talk about first, man. So there was this special expo- uh, exposition, um, too, and actually the dude was super cool. Shout out to the dude up there uh, who gave let me in for free, even though I didn't have the uh, <laughs> I didn't have the, the ticket to the exhibition. But check this out. Okay, so they had a special exp- exhibition of uh, Bisa Butler, basically. Have you ever heard of Bisa Butler? <clears throat> so he, she actually did the uh, Obama portrait. Um, uh, oh, you mean the one that they hung in the uh, yeah, White House or whatever? Yeah, coming out. Yeah, I remember that. You know, so um, that was super cool. But, they, you know what? I actually went because I thought that it would be on display. But I guess they it had arrived, but they hadn't put it on display yet. So this is what I was going for. But this this artist basically <laughs> is, <clears throat> yeah, it was kind of weird. It reminded me of that, uh, you know, if you don't know this portrait, it's kind of like Obama sitting in a chair and there's like ivy behind him you know and um it kind of reminded me of this homer simpson meme have you ever seen it before simpson ivy meme <laughs> have you ever pop seen that up there on the screen for me yeah i'm gonna pop it up there um you know when he emerges um into the bush you know homer simpson right here he emerges into the bush <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> it's always just <laughs> You know what I mean? So I just thought. Well, I the know. thing is, if you look at that painting of Obama, it, you know the reason why it, it kind of looks like he's floating in a bush, you know, is because the uh, you know perspective is kind of weird the way it looks at the ivy. Um, you know, it's like it's growing up a, a wall and there's no bend at it. Um, yeah. Almost yeah. reminds me like a, of, a, of a Paul Cezanne uh, painting. All of his paintings looked like shit was falling off the table. 
because his uh, his perspective drawing sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I'm not saying this lady sucked or whatever. I, I enjoy the painting. But I no, think see, it's uh, it's but, beautiful. Um, it's kind of like uh, almost like a Gustav Klimt in the figure ground type of realm, I guess. Um, but see, here's the thing. There's a reason why her perspective is weird because she's actually not. St she actually uses like quilt as her main medium. So I was seeing like super cool pieces like this, man. <clears throat> Ooh. These are all different pieces of fabric. And I was just like blown away by the detail of some of these pieces. So I got to see these pieces up close and they were all just like little strips of fabric kind of cut out. Um, here's another wow. one. Wow, that's so, beautiful. You know, I, I didn't really know what to expect, but uh, you know, that's the cool thing about art when, um, you know, you just kind of like, <laughs> and then you find some cool stuff, man. So that was one of the, um, <clears throat> the pieces that uh, I was looking at. Um, sorry, the exhibitions. The other one, they had a Monet exhibition, which um, I, I, yeah, Monet. tell me, tell me what your thoughts about him because I mean, I didn't really know too much about Monet. I mean, I know he's a French painter, you know, but um, so like, he's an impressionist, you know, he's uh, I love the impressionist, um, you know, just because everything's is, kind of exaggerated for the, um, for the uh, layman people. What does that mean? I mean, I kind of learned that, but I'd love to hear your take on what impressionism is. Impressionism, <clears throat> it means it's the artist's impression of what reality looks like. It does not look exactly like reality, um, you know, like Van Gogh and, and, you know, Monet, basically. Monet's paintings, actually, if you stand back, they look, you know, yes. kind of realistic. <clears throat> yes. But when you get up close, you see, like, every single brushstroke, yes, you know, and I, I love no. that. So what I saw like kind of there was like this uh, stacks of wheat, I guess, one of the pieces there. And I mm -hmm. was just like, it was really cool because I looked at it up close and I was like, yeah, kind of looks like crayon. Like, <laughs> 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 but I was standing far away and I it caught my eye and I was like, holy shit, that looks real now. Like, you know, and there's yeah. like a, a fluffiness to the to the wheat towers that I was just like amazed by so it really and you know it had the uh, water lilies there too <clears throat> oh yeah right um, Monet, the, that's so. one of the more famous uh pieces of his. yeah i mean um if you're following my instagram um you know I, I posted up a couple pieces of it and this is definitely something you want to see in person man <clears throat> i mean yeah oh absolutely at, when you're looking online at... i'm just like this does not give it justice at all no, dude. like <laughs> no 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 absolutely not because you don't get to see the thickness of the paint on that canvas is yeah. just amazing. Yeah, yeah, it, it, was, it was really cool, man. And <clears throat> okay, so uh, a few other highlights that were there. I mean, like I said, just some of the most amazing paintings were there. American Gothic uh, was there. Right? Oh, yeah. And then that was uh, the, uh, you know, it, what everybody knows to be the farmer and his wife, but it's actually nope. the farmer nope. and his sister, Daughter. right, Teach? I think sister. it's his daughter. His sister, I it's his sister, yeah. Um, oh, is that what I said? I just noticed it's not his uh, his wife. Yes, it's not his wife. You know, so that was cool. I got to see the Nighthawks actually too, right? Ed Hopper. Oh yeah, that's you uh, know, and I was um, just like, yeah, I was like, cafe uh, painting. Yeah, yeah, and then let me just bring that up for the audience real quick, just so you know, it's like kind of like a. Uh, it was like James Dean or whatever sitting at the yeah and I remember um you know on one episode we had Pasty White come in and kind of like break this painting down and then it just 
when I was looking at it, <clears throat> I, I really remembered what you said about like, you know, you wonder, it's like, hey, what are these two people talking about? Why does this person sitting at the counter alone by himself? And, I, you know, I just remember I, 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 his breakdown of the painting and it just gave so much like there was this like this like eerie emotion, loneliness to this painting when you, when you look at it, man. So um, depends on how you look at it, though. Yeah, it's I mean, I guess, you, you know, um, I, I, you know, and then you could just kind of look at it closer too. if you like, you know, you really, really look at the faces. It's just like, you know, you kind of wonder what they're talking about or, you know, so it, I don't know. It just brought a lot of uh, nice perspective inside that. Uh, you know, what a crazy museum man! that has so many famous pieces, man. But, you know, there was one piece that caught my eye. I don't know if you've ever um, heard of this one. It's by Archibald John Motley Jr. Have you heard of this teach? Um, this piece called the name isn't ringing a bell, but I'm horrible with names. It's this piece called Nightlife. Okay. And I was just like, man, um, this just really mm -hmm. stuck out to me because I think, yeah, I've seen this before. Okay. But, uh, 1943 and then, um, you know, to me, I was, it just shows like kind of like a 1943 jazz club. I actually went to a blues club, um, you know, just to go check it out as well too. you know, just, uh, get myself a, a proper, you know, art experience in Chicago, man. So, uh, um, nice. Yeah, man, it was super cool. You know what? At Chicago, uh, the um, the clubs they stop, you know, serving alcohol at one. So and they have limited capacity. So they're handling things a little bit differently than how we are um, over here. But uh, it's you know, it's it's interesting to see things are op slowly opening back up, man. You know. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I have no idea what the hell is gonna happen with opening up, staying up, the kids. We're supposed to go back to school um, next week for six weeks for half a day. Jeez. And they, there, was no, there would be no food at, the, at school, you no know, snacks or anything. Um, they'd have to do the six, in, or six inch, six foot, you know, distancing and everything. And it just sounded like, um, you know, a nightmare basically. And for our son, you know, he likes yeah, right. to have, he likes to know what's going on. And his idea of going back to school was like, you know, the way it was before. And it's not going to be like that at all. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we're going to, we're gonna just going to keep them at home for the rest of the school year and hope that they have their shit together better and can actually do a full day next year. I mean, I, uh, I really wonder what's going to happen with that. That yeah. could be a big problem. Man, I, I can't imagine having, adjust through this whole thing as a kid you know i mean it must be tough um yeah it depends on the age you know and the age they're at right now really sucks you know 10 years old you're pretty aware of, of things that are going on yeah you know if they're younger than that you they probably won't even remember it you know but our kids yeah. will you know they will never forget this i'm sure totally man um well shit man look you know what i also saw that you you know had an activity this weekend man um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, Wildlife and uh, SC Merrow invited me to come hang out and paint with them. Um, we they have a spot that is uh, basically a, a freeway overpass, <laughs> and um, the access to it is uh, yeah. There you go. Um, is you basically have to go down this bike path for about I don't know maybe half mile, three quarters of a mile walking. And then, uh, yeah, that's a Calder Greenwood piece I just brought up there that Wildlife was helping them put up. And then that 
the SC Mero did the the guy on the uh, on the skateboard that's um, coming the flames coming out and everything. Yeah, let me pull that up real quick. I, I thought that was a super fun piece, man. <laughs> right there. Yeah. She's so creative, man. I, I always thought that uh, you know hers is called the 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 flying cave painter, and wildlife's is called the taxidermy raptor head. And uh, <laughs> you know you put up, I see that you put up a lot of your stencils. Calder Greenwood, the wizard at the cave entrance, and there's a bunch of artists here. Um, but yeah, man, dude, I wanted to go to that too, but I was out of town, man. But uh, yeah, I I was thought a super cool activity that you guys did, man, and. Uh, um yeah man so tell us who, who, you know which one of well them? it was a little sketchy i mean there's oh, actually okay. people living up under there and they started throwing some rocks at us and uh actually before i went down we were up on the street and packing everything up i didn't know how it was gonna be that long of a walk you know what I, mean? I was oh, walking shit. along and i'm going well i'm not gonna ask how far it is because that's rude you know <laughs> i'm just gonna keep walking <laughs> here and you know we're and before I, we left our cars i asked wildlife i'm like uh, should i bring some uh protection here i mean are there any crazies down there and he goes there might be you know usually they leave you alone but you never know so i was like <laughs> okay i'm gonna bring uh i'm gonna bring a stick with me <laughs> um and uh yeah there was um a, a guy and a, a girl that were in a tent and you know all of a sudden a couple of rocks started landing around us and i saw that it was up throwing i was like hey uh-uh don't don't throw any rocks. You know, we'll leave you alone if you leave us alone. Do they look like? How, I'm just wondering, like, do they look like they? How do they look? I'm I need a pretty, pretty rough. Pretty rough. They, okay. they look pretty rough. Like they're probably on you know some kind of drugs, um, and uh, just you know pretty strung out. And although I got to tell you, um, I could live, <laughs> I could live in that spot that we were at. I mean, because it's it's got. Um, you know enough of an enclosure and it's watertight and everything and it's it's kind of neat you got all these arches around you and everything and uh you know i'm very minimal you know i can i can live you know with very little and uh i could just you know easily live up under there but um not in, <laughs> not in this life that i'm in right now you know what i mean yeah 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 <laughs> no i mean <laughs> don't tell me that teach now i understand the uh the mentality of those guys, man. <laughs> they're like, hey, we got to reclaim this public land, man. That's what they're, they're saying. Well, you know, the, you know, these guys, you know, they don't, they're not paying you rent or anything like that. They don't have the taxes. They don't have anything at all to worry about other than just no, I mean, it's being run crazy, out of where man. they are, you know, <laughs> like feeding themselves. I mean, like, I really don't know what to do and what the solution is, man. But, you know, there's like a bunch of people that are trying to, um, you know, what's that lake? Um, in downtown LA that everybody's oh, um, you know what lake I'm talking about man in Echo Park yeah. yeah Echo Park yeah you know and then like you know they're trying the city or they're trying to like or at least they're saying they're trying to um make it nice you know I mean like just like build it up and then because there's like you know people are that are Coachella weekend 50 100 like hanging out at Echo Park right and then uh you know I saw people like protesting against the city to beautify the park because they said that these people um you know they they are hit, the ones hit hardest by covid and uh that's why they chose to you know you know what i mean like to me it's just like 
it's crazy, man. Like, I don't know. I it's mean, it's rough, man. In a situation like that, it's really hard to know what the right thing to do is. And it well, depends on who you ask as to what is the right thing to do. Yeah, I don't know the solution, man, but it's just, it's just crazy to me. But anyway. no one has a solution, dude. Nobody does. Because yeah, there's too many, too many, uh, you know, ways of looking at it, uh, too many perspectives of what's right and what's wrong. You know, so, I just got back this weekend from Chicago. And, um, you know, there, the situation was pretty grim there, too. But like I said, I guess the weather's better out here in L.A., so it's not as, um, you know. Not as rough. Yeah. It's not as rough, man. But, you know, um, I see our guest in the waiting room right now, man. And uh, he's actually been living in the city of Chicago for a long time, and he just moved back. Uh, after a decade of living in Chicago, Ian has returned to his roots in Los Angeles, decided to bring his creative experiences back home. So... Quit reading. Let him in. Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. Dance, dance. To the song we're playing on the radio. Here we go. There Hell it is. yeah, there we go. Welcome me into the show, man. Now don't move, okay? <laughs> don't move at all. Sorry, we had you waiting out there for a little while in the waiting room. Man. Apologize. But, uh, dude, welcome to the show, man. We're excited to have you, man. We, uh, I just got back from Chicago. I mean, I basically was just reading the audience, your bio, basically. We heard you were, you know, spending some time up there, so we sent uh, James up there to do some research on you. And uh... <laughs> it's a great city. <laughs> and no, I'm just saying, what a coincidence. I had no idea, actually, about your your background, um, you, you know, and your history with the city of Chicago. And I just visited Chicago, man. So, I mean, like, that kind of shit, like, ugh, gives me the chills. You, you know what I mean? It's meant to be, man. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, yeah. So, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. I mean, your background. Um, uh, yeah, I was born in uh, L.A. Lived in Southern California for pretty much my whole life and then in 2000 2011 i got a job opportunity to work for a law firm but they're headquartered in chicago so oh. i so i went over there to work as a consultant uh, i'm not an attorney by any means but i i did it con i was an it contractor for um sydney austin so i did that nice. for about a year i was nice. only supposed to be there a year i got there in february 11 they had like the worst snowstorm and like 50 years oh, cars man. were stranded on lakeshore and i said why the hell would anybody want to live here and i was just basically counting down the days weeks uh, to come back to california um and 11 years later now i'm finally back <laughs> oh nice what happened wait 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 what happened to counting the days down and then what was did you lose count i mean what happened no, no, I, I actually, I, I literally, when I got there, I hated the, the city because it was always cold. I, I got there in February and like, oh, laughed at me. And they said, Ian, why would you come from California to Chicago yeah. during well, February? And we just what had like part of uh, Southern California you grow up in. I, so I was born in uh, General Hospital, which is now USC Medical Center in East L.A. Um, my family lived all around L.A., downtown, Glendale. Okay. Um, I moved around a lot. So I was LA all proper, basically. OK, nice. And, I mean, uh, oh, go ahead. No, I'm saying, so, you know, obviously the weather is, that's a big change, right? So in February, I mean, that's, that's the time, you, you know what I mean? Oh, wait a second, wait a second. So you got, when did you, you got the job offer and then they were like, come right away or come when you want, or what was the, how did, you know, why was it determined when you were going to go up there? 
I, I got the job, I'd say, beginning of January, and then I literally had like two weeks um, to oh, get okay. out. So you really didn't have much of a choice in the matter? No. It was, um, I had to just go out there, and it was actually delayed. I got there, and I, I was delayed, work was delayed for a few days because the city shut down because of the blizzard. Ooh, damn. Jeez. It's like, welcome. Welcome, yeah. Ian. Welcome to Chicago. <laughs> yeah, that's We're going to fuck you hard first, and then we'll be nice. Right? Right when you're ready to leave, right when you're ready to say, fuck this place, all of a sudden people are opening up, they're inviting you to places and doing things, right? Yeah, literally, that's how it went. It was, um, it was, it was cold forever because being from Southern California, like 60 to, you know, 50, 60 degrees is cold, but Chicago weather, that's, that's a beautiful day. Um, <laughs> And yeah. then summertime came and, you know, the festivals, the Cubs, uh, you know, all the, there's a festival every weekend in Chicago. Um, and they're, they're great. And the people are great in Chicago too, in the Midwest, if, you know, they're the type, if they say they're going to do something, they're going to do it. Which I Amen like. to that. You know what? I actually did spend a little bit of time in Chicago myself back a long, long time ago when I used to do some uh, modeling for, you know, catalogs and shit like that. Um, and, uh, at the time I was playing volleyball. And so I was up there on, uh, you know, North Avenue, um, near the pier, I get, what was it? Uh, North Avenue beach. Uh, yeah. North Avenue beach. And, um, it was amazing because, um, every day that I was down there playing volleyball, everyone was like inviting you to cookouts at their place, Yeah, you know, because all winter, no one does fucking anything, goes anywhere or whatever. And then the summertime, they fucking party. And yeah. they are they are so friendly and just, you know, invite I was invited to like three or four cookouts every day. I went down to the beach and saw people. So uh yeah, I actually um and I was there in the summer, mind you. <laughs> right, nice. you know, for the for the modeling season. And I was there <laughs> twice, I guess, for a couple of months. And then so I was just just there for the good weather. Yeah. <laughs> nice, man. But, yeah. Yeah. I, oh like, man, I can't I'm imagine. Like this time I drove by that Navy Pier area, I was like, oh, shit, I had no idea that there was, like, a fucking uh, beach here. I mean, it's not really a beach because it's on a lake, right? You, you know what I mean? And, I mean, the beach there's is, sand. like, it's I mean, there's parts of it's it. It's hot and, as fuck, though. You have to wear socks and shit, man. <laughs> Holy shit. I do remember that. Yeah, man, I mean, you know, but you were in which neighborhood, Ian? So I started off in uh, West Rogers Park, which is, like, as far north as you can go. Um, before you get to the first suburb, which is Evanston in Illinois. So I started way up north, um, had to take the red line, which there, there's like five lines. They, they call it the L system. It's a great subway uh, transportation system. Um, so I started in Rogers Park. And after that, I got my, um, I moved into West Wicker Park, which was actually Humboldt Park, um, which used to be like the biggest hood, like one of the biggest gangs started out there in that neighborhood everybody said Ian what are you doing in the hood but it was actually it didn't bother me being from LA like well, it was just you know I gotta tell you though right oh, now this is regular for me <laughs> I mean I mean right now though Wicker Park I actually just stayed in that area it's it's been completely gentrified now though right basically yeah it, it, it is an amazing like artist <laughs> like little like area with like cool bars and like uh you know what I mean but anyways go ahead Ian no, that, that area is cool. The, the neighborhood I was in was, they marketed to me as West Worker Park, but it was actually Humboldt Park. And oh, Humboldt okay. Park is the neighborhood west of that neighborhood. Oh, but okay. 
But to uh, me, it's still, I was right next to Wicker Park, so I thought it was still Wicker Park because, you know, in LA, everything's so spread yeah, out. Yeah. So you're Wicker Park adjacent. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Beverly Hills adjacent. As they say here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know, Beverly Hills adjacent is pretty much like Koreatown, the hood. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, a little, there's a little padding where the Koreans are, and then it's basically the hood. So, uh, anyways, so, so keep going. So, so you start off where in that from neighborhood. there? What's up? Where after Wicker Park? Humble Wicker Park. Park adjacent. Where did you go to after that? So after Humboldt Park, I, I got my first opportunity by my my first house, um, and it was in the far south side of Chicago. And everybody told me when I got to uh, Chicago, they put the fear of God in me. They said, Ian, whatever you do, do not go south, do not go west. So for a whole year, I did not go south or west because I, I said, what happens if you go south or west? And it's like, don't you read the news? 50, 60 people getting shot every weekend. That's, that's where that area is. And so I, I didn't venture off there. But then I started doing art and had art shows in different places. And um, I ended up making friends with different business owners and different walks of life with people. And one guy that owned a bar, um, he told me and said, Ian, you got to go experience Chicago go visit all the neighborhoods. As long as you're not into like gangs, drug dealing, um, you'll be fine. And just don't go to these neighborhoods at one in the morning to a park, you know, then you're asking for yeah. trouble. <laughs> that, so. That's very true. That's very true. I mean, so, you know, you, like you said, you're from LA, you understand. It's like, dude, I mean, you know, if you, if you walk on this, people still live there. They don't look like me walking through there like a fucking idiot white guy. Like, hey, how's everybody here? Can I shake your hand? What's that? Oh. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, it's it, well, like I said, you know, I, I feel For those like of you who are just listening, uh, Ian looks a bit like a tough guy. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna kid you. He looks like a fucking tough guy. Like he would be like one of the last people that you would want to fuck with. You know what I mean? I don't mean that uh, bad. I mean that you know, kind of as a, as a compliment. You know. So, so Ian, tell us a little bit. So basically, you you moved to, uh, and then you moved in that neighborhood. And what was the neighbor the name of that neighborhood? The neighborhood was called Pullman. Uh, okay. It, it's as far south as you can get. They also The nickname for that area is also called the Wild Hundreds. Uh, and you're doing some art, basically, in, in those neighborhoods. Wild Hundreds. Wonderful. <laughs> yes. Um, I bought So I, I bought it, but I fell in love with the neighborhood. And I, the reason why I fell in love with the neighborhood, it reminded me of, like, going into Paramount Studios' back lot or, like, a Warner Brothers' back lot. Um, and I literally thought the houses were fake and had um, – you, you know how they have the, the piece of the plant facades? Yeah. I, I literally thought that's what the whole neighborhood was. I thought it was a studio. And they said, no, this is, a, <laughs> this is an actual neighborhood. But the architecture looked like none else in Chicago. And I said, how much are these houses? Like two, three million dollars? Because I was used to LA prices, right? You, you look at an old historic house in the city, it's like, yeah. I mean, you go to Compton, you, uh, houses are like 900,000. Or East LA, it's like a million dollars, you know? And um, they said, no, it's actually much, much cheaper than that. And I uh, I loved I loved the whole feeling about it. It was just old, historic. It, it was gritty. It was a little rough at the time, but I didn't mind it. Um, I ended up buying a house there, and um, people were excited because I was from LA, um, and you know I was an artist, and I you know was working at a law firm at the time, and they they just didn't know what to think of me. But I uh, uh, they found out I was an artist. One uh, neighbor asked me if I would paint the garage, and I said sure, but we got to make it a party. And I asked them to be a part of it. And they said, well, that's a, that's a scam because if we're going to pay you, why, why are we painting our own garage? And I said, I want, I want you guys to be a part of the experience. And so um, 
we they brought like alcohol and we listened to music and they went at it and then I tied it in together and then um that night I felt bad. I'm like, dude, I, I think we fucked up the garage, you know, because I was drunk and you know smoking weed and whatnot. And then <laughs> you know You, you sound just, like our type of people, man. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> saying. Nothing wrong with that. We don't judge. <laughs> well, we do judge, we just don't tell you about it. And then the next day, uh, you know, I get another call. Another neighbor was like, hey, uh, I love what you do with that garage. Will you do our garage? And I said, yeah, but there's a stipulation. You have to, you know, we're going to make it a party. And I, there was a brewery like three blocks away. So I ended up making ah. friends with some of the guys at the brewery. They would bring cases of beer. And then started making these alley art parties. Um, and in the process, I tried buying another building. I was going to open up like an art gallery slash uh, coffee shop. And it was a short sale. It took a year. The whole neighborhood was really excited. Uh, Funny how they call it a short sale, though, right? Yeah, it wasn't a short sale. It was like a year-long process. And then finally, they said no. So the whole, like, the whole community was bummed out. Uh, but I guess, you know, we have some people that are pretty influential in that neighborhood. So they reached out to the city. Before I know it, the city calls me. And they said, hey, um, are you Ian? I said, yeah. Said, we want to give you a building. And I basically said, you can keep your effing building. I don't want your building. And they said, aren't you trying to open a coffee shop? And I said, yeah, I'm opening a coffee shop in an area of the city where I live. And I just don't want a random building that you guys just want to throw to me. And they said, no, the building we want to give you is on the same block where we heard you try to buy a building, but it didn't work out for you. And so the city gifted wow. me um, this building. Um, and I started making friends with the whole neighborhood, the whole community. And I didn't know it was the, it was the first industrial town ever built in America. Oh. And so Pullman. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, George. I'm gonna Pullman, do my impersonation with Johnny Carson. I did not know that. Yeah, uh, George Pullman was a carpenter from New York. He moved to Chicago, and he he built his wealth on building these Pullman train cars. And when Lincoln died, um, he was smart enough to make bigger uh, train cars where they're actually able to, you know, transport Lincoln. And then he took it to the next level. He started making them luxurious, so like celebrities, tycoons would use that form of transportation instead of horse buggies or anything else. And so he built wow. a whole town um, where everybody lived. They worked there, went to school there. And it's mostly, you know, people from Europe, the Italians, Irish, Polish, artisans working on the trains. Um, and uh, they had a strike. Um, you know, they he paid people with Pullman dollars and, um, it didn't work out well. They brought in the National Guard. People got killed. Uh, anyway, after that, um, that's when Labor Day was created. So essentially, Pullman uh, started the whole Labor Day movement. The reason why. Oh wow! So the reason why Damn. we have holidays. Get some history lessons here, man. This is awesome. So the the whole neighborhood Pullman is um it's it's gave birth to Labor Day. So um, after I had my house and I started, I was still doing my art. So I was doing more of these alley art parties. And then the city contacted Those me. Those alley art parties, by the way, just, I'm sorry to interrupt, but um, that's a great community building activity right there. Yes. You know? yeah. Um, and I guarantee you uh, the reason why you got that building <laughs> was because uh, probably, you know, someone that you were, you know, invited along or whatever probably had some connections of the uh, organized type. <laughs> <laughs> they get things done they get things done you know yeah so that yeah. that was that was a, a big thing and, and that was the one thing i liked because i was bringing chicago if you don't know about chicago chicago is like one of the most segregated it's one of the most um 
diverse in culture cities, but it's also one of the most segregated cities in the United States. It literally taught America how to be segregated. Uh, the way they built the freeways, the, the way they built the freeways was to divide the parishes from the Catholics. Wow. So that's why freeways are where they are in Chicago. Mm, interesting. And you know what? One time I, um, like, you know, I just didn't drive on the freeway and I just decided to just kind of, during the day, obviously, just take a uh, trip, you know, from the south side. Oh, God. Way to oh, the man. Side. Uh, it was pretty eye-opening, man. Like, not, you know, not a good idea, bro. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying, as, you know, like I said, it's, you know, it's in the morning, it's in the daytime, like it's pretty busy street, but, uh, you know, like I said, it, it was, it was a, it was a pretty eye-opening thing, man. Like, I mean, like people are just like, I mean, it, it rivals LA in terms of, uh, some of the homelessness going on too. And it's a lot colder there too. You, you know what I mean? Which is Ian. <clears throat> yeah, pe people have died there over the winter time just because it, it gets negative 40, negative 20. And it's just, it's hypothermia. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, we, we, we were just talking about before before you came how, you know, it's just such a crazy problem. Um, and, you know, there's really no solution to it, man. I mean, at least I, I don't see it. I don't, Depends I, on who you are. There's many yeah. solutions to it. But one, finding one that, that fits everybody's okay box, there That's isn't hard. one. Yeah, yeah. There so, just I mean, isn't one. So, I mean, it seems like, you know, Ian, it's crazy, man. You're like a guy that, you know, you're you're in tech. You know, you're an artist. You can you obviously have the street smarts. It's a nice balance. You know? yeah, I mean, no, yeah, you obviously have the street smarts to like connect with people from a different background. Like, you know, you know what I mean? I mean, like, I, I'm like pretty impressed, man. Like, you know, I mean, you have some like soft, soft skills that like, you know, these aren't like normal things that, that every artist has normally. Right. You, you know what I mean? So, so like, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, you've kind of like attached yourself to this, this community, uh, Pullman, basically, uh, you know, who, you know, they, they saw, wow, you're from LA, man. So you're actually able to rep like two different neighborhoods, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, I was literally repping. Um, I mean, I'd still wear my LA hat and the, like when I did my garages, people always noticed my last name had a big LA, like the Dodger sign. And, um, <laughs> well, I, I can never, and then I, I would always do these things called shy LA. So I would do like a lot of C H I dash LA and they're like, who's Chila? And I'm like, no, it's Chicago, LA. LA. <laughs> and, and they're like, what's up with LA? And I'm like, well, I was born there. I can't, you know, I'm repping Chicago, but I can't forget where I came from. Yeah, so there it leads me to some of your uh, some of your street art, man. And I wanted to, uh, you know, bring up some of the electric boxes, basically. That I, well, I wait a second, wait a second. So, wait, how did um, how did you get? What made you finally decide to to leave Chicago and come back to LA? So I um, after they gifted me the building, I opened up. Um, I called my aunt and my cousin. I said, "Hey, Chicago's giving me a building. I can't quit my my job to open a cafe because who knows if I'll sell one coffee a week or." one painting a week there um so they came down to help me um so we opened up the first cafe in 50 years down in this pullman district um and everybody was excited and then a year um a year later uh obama came down when he was president and he declared pullman uh he basically declared the whole area my house the cafe uh that neighborhood the first national park of chicago oh, wow so now Pullman's a national monument. It's a national park. We have park rangers. Um, and it was cool because, like, in the mayor, you know, Mayor Rahm Emanuel came down. The governor came down. I got to meet a lot of these people, and they were um, helping push, uh, you know, just the park movement. And it was nice because 
my art is scattered through uh, all the alleys in a national park, but it's kind of like grandfather now. And if I want to do more, you know, they would still be open to it. I have a little clip right here from the uh, the news nice. article, man. I'm going to go ahead and bring it up. Okay. Um, right here. We are starting the morning off right down here in the Pullman neighborhood at the Pullman Cafe, which is the first and only true coffee house in the neighborhood. Joining me now is Ian Lance, the owner of the neighborhood, the one who sharp. actually brought caffeine <laughs> to the neighborhood. Um, Ian, tell me why you wanted to bring a cafe into why Pullman. Well, uh, when I first moved here about three years ago, um, one of the things I asked is where do we get a cup of coffee? Uh, we didn't have a lot of choices. We have a, a great diner down the street called Cal Harbor. Well, it's great breakfast, um, and then the second place after that is McDonald's. So I think we needed more of a, a cafe-style setting. Uh, you get coffee, sit down, bring your friends. So there was nothing like that around here. So I said, let's just make one. And what has the response been like since you brought it to the neighborhood back in the fall? It's, it's been less than a year. Yeah, we've been getting a really good positive response from the community, uh, from the neighborhood, and now tourists are coming down, and they're really liking the place. Um, so it's pretty positive that's great that's great okay so i just wanted to bring that clip up man um that all, lady annoys me man <laughs> <laughs> so we're down here <laughs> with the art thing going on What's hey you know just trying to bring awareness you know what i mean i'm sorry i'm being a, i'm being an asshole my bad <laughs> so, so let me let me ask you man so you know you're doing all this stuff uh you know out, out in Pullman, man, and what brings it back to all the way to L.A. when so many people are moving out of L.A., man? Um, well, I'm, my family's out here. I have my aunt and uncle. They, they have no kids. They're getting older. Um, I've been in Chicago for almost a decade, and I've always wanted to come back home. Um, I, I feel like I've done everything I, I could do in Chicago. Um, then COVID hit. Like, I moved back, and um, COVID hit, so I just Oh, said, fuck. I'll probably just keep like, it out. I shouldn't have moved. I felt like it was time to come back home. I was getting a lot of people saying, Ian, you're doing a bunch of cool stuff in, in Chicago. Why don't, how come you don't bring anything back home? Like, why don't you do anything? With, you know, LA needs a fucking ton of help. Um, you're doing some really positive things there. Yeah, man. <laughs> I felt like, you know, it was time to, time to come home. I think I'm, I'm not going to leave Chicago. It's just, I, I just, something in me said, I need to come home. So the cafe's still there right now, right? The building's still there. The cafe is still closed. Um, oh, I see, because of COVID and oh, everything. It's because like of COVID, right? Yeah, and I don't know if I'm going to open back up or I'm going to lease out the building. I'm still like 50-50 on the fence because I know I need to be there, but I, I don't I don't want to be there in the wintertime anymore. Oh, and fuck I no, dude. <laughs> fuck that. Just so our, uh, just so our, our <laughs> listeners know, uh, approximately how old are you or how old are you if you don't give a shit like me? Oh, I'm, I'm, I just turned 44. I, in January, I turned 45. So I'm, I'm, I'm you know, getting there. Well, you know, that, that kind of makes sense with, you know, coming back for, uh, for family, you know, yeah. I've, I've got a dad, he's 86 now and, um, you know, start yeah. to slow down and, and probably won't be long before it'd be a good idea for me to go back there and maybe stay for a little while. You know, I try to go back and see him when I can. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, he's still, you know, managing to, you know, actually he's kind of stoked. I'd rather have that fucker's life right now, man. My dad's got a, a beautiful caretaker that comes and hangs out with him on Tuesdays and Thursdays for four hours. Yeah. And he goes to church on Sundays and, you know, he, he doesn't fix his, fix his meals anymore. He goes to restaurants and, and, you know, he's living the life. I'm stoked nice. for him. But, um, but yeah, the mind is starting to, to get uh, dementia. And so, yeah, it's, uh, it's good to, you know, it, 
10 years, you know, that's, you did a, you did a really awesome thing for, for Pullman and uh, you'll never be forgotten for that. And, you know, so since you've uh, been back, tell us about what's been going on since well, you got back to LA. Well, one so, thing that I pop, that popped up, man, um, just, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. You're so rude, James. You interrupted this guy, <laughs> you know? I wanted to kind of do like a nice little segue into the street art because we only have a little bit of time, but go ahead. All right. So go ahead. You came back to LA. So what have you been doing, man? Um, I've been, I've been running a, I'm now running a restaurant. Um, it's called better than sex dessert restaurant. It's going to be on, it's on Melrose. We just opened three weeks ago. So I'm running nice a name. Yeah. You guys should come down. What do you guys just message? Oh, me? we will. We yeah, will, dude. Trust it's me. Just desserts and drinks. It's called Better Than Sex. Hey, let's, let's have an event. Melrose and uh, where? Where are Melrose? It's Melrose and Formosa, uh, just a couple blocks. Oh shit! West of that... right. No, I mean, hey, it looks no, like exactly a pretty. It is. looks like a pretty nice place. Uh, you you know, I'm a DJ too, right? So <laughs> we can have an event there or something like that, man. So, I mean, here I'm just gonna bring it up real quick. There's a uh, there's some nice looking Ooh. desserts here on this uh, this place. Yeah. This is a very creative. Uh, that man. looks a little phallic, but <laughs> well, the audience, if you're that's just only watching, if I'm not we being see a two up, little you know? ice cream scoops and uh, some piece of chocolate stick in the middle. Go and, and erect, and erect uh, edible uh, chocolate art. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys just opened up on Melrose, huh? Dude, yeah. I like the vibe, man. You know what? It's funny because like. Uh, you guys play music there or anything like that? No, seriously, we will have an event there. It might be cool. Man. Wait, wait, how big is it? How many square feet approximately? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but we have like 20 tables. Oh, that's big enough. Fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah, man. Um, but that, that's super cool, man. So, uh, okay, one of the things that I want to bring up uh, is that, you know, the, these little guys uh, started popping her up, and then uh, people started tagging Alex Art Gallery saying, hey, who are these uh, – little um gas mask symbols man and you know after a little bit of research um you know one of our interns came back with this is ian lance and i was like i don't know who this is <laughs> so I, hang out know, with my boy uh, dan one yeah yeah i noticed yeah. that yeah so i wanted to just kind of like bring that up and uh you know tell us a little bit about how you guys met and um you know when did you start getting up uh in the street in la um yeah no i was um dan one Danny, we, his wife uh, and I had mutual friends. Um, I didn't know Danny or his wife, but one of my, our mutual friends told um, Dan's wife about me and uh, she told him about me and like they connected me on Facebook and Instagram. And at the time, that's when I was doing all the garages and Dan was starting to do, you know, the raise in LA. And I loved seeing that stuff from 2000 miles away. And then I told him I was coming to LA. He's like, hey, let's meet up. So we met up at Snow White Cafe on Hollywood Boulevard. It's um, one of the oldest little cafes there where the animators from Snow White um, cartoon, they used to go drink back in the 20s. Mm -hmm. And so Dan and I were hanging out. He brought some Raisin LA little uh, canvases. And he said, let's see what you can do. So I met up uh, a week later and I gave it to him. I gave him like five. He said, these are dope. Um, let's, go to, let's go to Venice Beach. So we went to Venice Beach. We did a big Raisin LA, we got huge response. And then from there, Dan one and I just been like partnering with like doing the, the whole race in LA. And we even did some Chicago LA boxes. And then, uh, and over the year, we just kind of started uh, adding, you know, people like rock bands and making more Hollywood and, you know, whatever came to our mind, we would throw up. Nice. Hell yeah, you, man. man. I'm just going to bring up some of uh, the rock bands that you're talking about. Obviously we got Slash going on right here. Is this a wheat paste? Or Guns and Roses. 
No, it's actually stencil, uh, stencil art. And then, uh, I have, you know, my doodles that I, I, people call them doodles. I guess that's the best way to explain it. But nice. Nice. um, Yeah. Nice, man. And then, uh, we got Jim Morrison going on here. Are you, I mean, are you, are you a Guns N' Roses Doors fan? I mean, um, like how do you choose, uh, which rock stars to put on? In the beginning, I was choosing all the rock stars and bands that are from LA. Oh, okay. Guns N' Roses are from LA, Jim Morrison. Yep. LA um and then after that I said you know there's too many great artists to to not just you know leave out just because they're not from LA but they've made an impact in Hollywood mm, so that's when I just said hey let's just open the doors um but the ones that are from LA we'll put like raised in LA or you know we'll yeah that's what I noticed yeah, yeah nice. so this is a yeah. super cool one a Jimi Hendrix one this is like I like your doodles on this one man it brings a different contrast it's very like you know, even though it says Jimmy Hendrix, kind of gives me that Misfits vibe. Um, yeah. I take nice. a look at it, man. So it's uh, nice, man. I like these little uh, little um, textures right there, too. Those are cool little stencils, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. He's, Dad's a pro at, at stencils. And just the way we work together is so seamless. Like, there's no – he gets to do whatever I, he wants. He lets me do whatever I want. I'll say, hey, what color should I use? And he'll say, I don't know, just have fun. And <laughs> Yeah, man, we loved it. Which stencil should I use? And I'll say, I don't know, whatever one you want to use. <laughs> this, this is, uh, this is, um, you guys getting up. Oh, sweet. Up the footage of Venice Beach, man. There's Carlos Santana, man. Yeah. Super cool, man. Hell yeah. So, what kind of music did you listen to, uh, growing up, man? Man, it was like, and you know, Guns and uh, well, take it back. It was more like the Fat Boys, Ice T, JJ Fad. Okay, hell yeah, hell yeah. That's that's the old school hip hop, man. Now yeah. it's weird because we used to call. I mean, obviously it was hip hop when you were growing up, but like when I was growing up in the '90s, the gangster rap era, we would call that old school hip hop. And now the trap kids call whatever the hell we listen to, even if it's gangster rap, old school hip hop, man. You, you know, if it's if it's like a '96 BPM, if it's not a trip yeah. like with the rolling snares, man, it's old school hip hop, basically. If they don't yeah. want attitude on the voice, man, it's old school. <laughs> Well, yeah. So, I mean, you're you're into the you know heavy D kind of like all this party party rap basically, right? Oh yeah. Okay. And I also appreciate the new music too. Some of it, you know, some of it's you know, no, of course, of course. What do you listen to these days? You know, I like, I really like uh, this guy Stormzy out of London. He's from South London. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I like Ed Sheeran. I, I still like Drake. I, I know everybody hates him, but I, oh, dude, no. he's so consistent. Dude, I think he's is, like one of the most consistent. So talented, artists. man. Drake is yeah. talented, man. People love to hate people that are successful. Sometimes, you know, if they're not doing it exactly the way they think they should be doing it, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just become some things. Be, some things become too popular, and then it becomes mainstream. And then for the artist, it becomes like, ah, oh, dude, I can't like what the average pleb likes. You, you know what I mean? So it becomes like not as cool you know i told there, there's no judgment here man like you know anything except for country teach will fucking rip you a new one if you you, say you like country but no wait wait let's 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 be specific here when it comes certain to that time okay, there's country. certain there's certain types of country that's fine it's just the ones that look like they're miserable singing you know <laughs> and they're they're talking about shit that they've lost and they're bummed about it whatever and it's like oh god man <clears throat> you know, you know i don't need that shit you know, we we're talking about um, Chicago earlier, man. Actually, like, I have a deep connection to that city just because I make house music, man. Obviously, house is uh, <clears throat> the place where, you know, Chicago was born. Blues is, like, you know, uh, the place where, I mean, is where it's born. Chicago is where house was born. Not, yeah, that's where, that's house is not where Chicago was born. You know, you know what I mean. <laughs> 
I'm stoned. Sorry. Dude. I don't get to make fun of you very much. So when I get to yeah, you, know, yeah. I like to really you know, work so, it. So, I mean, one of the other um, genres that a lot of the guys, DJs, uh, and producers out there, have you ever heard of this called, genre called footwork, basically? No. So basically, it's um, from the south side, a, a bunch of these dudes. Um, you know, let me just show, give you, show you guys a little clip. It actually, it's a special type of music and has a special type of dance, and it's from the south side of Chicago. And I know a lot of these guys um, just from producing and DJing, man. Um, shout out to all these guys, but check this out, man. I just want to show you guys. These certain dance moves with this special type of music, so. Happening. This is King Charles. It's your boy, Paul Zeddy. And today we're gonna show you guys how we do some Chicago footwork. This move is called the Urkin Jerk. All right, let's go to the next move, all right? I'm gonna. This move is called the dribbles. So uh, yeah, if you you know a lot of the guys like that looks like me trying to dance or something. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, you know you know it's funny. Callie Smooth, who's been on, he's a rapper who's been on this uh, podcast. He's from Chicago as well too. And um, you know I hang out with a lot of these uh, footwork producers. And one day I just took this guy randomly to a party, and he was like, "Oh shit." You know, and he started doing all this crazy footwork dancing, man. So, like, in, like, I don't know, amongst young kids, you know, in Chicago, man, that are from uh, Southside, man, like, they, they have this whole, like, uh, culture called footwork. And there's all these different dances, and they battle each other, and they scrape <laughs> each other's faces, man. It's, like, it's an interesting scene, man. Go check it out. But that music is very different from anything you kind of heard before, right? So that yeah. music is called footwork, basically. Okay. Too, so. but, anyway. Footwork, like foot and work? Yeah, footwork, one word, basically. Okay. And the, the style of dancing is called juking, actually. So, uh, juking. Juking and footwork, yeah. So, okay. just, just a little tip. But, yeah, no, ask your friends, man. They, they may know. It's kind of like uh, a Chicago, a new, like, you know, just like blues is from Chicago, house from Chicago. Like, this footwork style of music is actually from Chicago, too. So, I don't know, just something to look into, man. little tip. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. But, um, dude, man, look at that. It's, uh, Pretty much an hour, man. <laughs> wow. I know we talked a little bit. We actually talked a little bit before you, you got on, man. So, uh, but anyways, man, is there anything you want to promote, man? I know you're, you know, you're doing all these. What do you got coming up? Anything yeah, coming up? Any up. projects or anything? Uh, we're going to be doing more boxes, um, Dan and I. Uh, and we're going to be doing nice. cool posters around the city. Um, better than sex, you know. You definitely got to come down, check that place out. Um, yeah, I yeah, don't know. I'm, I'm looking yeah. at the website. I'm looking at the website right here, and it's like it's okay. It's not really a place that you can have any dancing, but I assume like inside the booths, like these are all. This is like the perfect place to take like a lady if you want to take her out on a date because it's like uh, alcohol and dessert basically. You, you know, I mean, just yes. getting straight down to business, and then you know you have provocative looking desserts, right? And then uh, you, you know, like kind of helps the uh, you know lubricate the uh yeah. the mood, right <laughs> Lubricant, <what? laughs> and it's a pg-13 restaurant yes <laughs> <laughs> so you can follow that at better than sex desserts uh yeah. on instagram as well too right or better than sex desserts.com right? it's uh better than sex la because it's a franchise so um make sure they follow the la one 
Oh, okay. Shoot. All okay. right. Okay. Nice. 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 Hell yeah, man. All right. So, dude, we'll definitely have to go come visit you, man. And uh... oh, I will definitely. <laughs> All right, team. Let me know. You guys have my Instagram. Just message me. We'll hang out. Hey, we'll be the only guys that are just going there. Meet two dudes going there. Oh, I don't know. Maybe actually. <laughs> uh, actually, no. My bad. My bad. I'm sorry. Maybe so you go uh, by yourself. I don't know if I'm going to show up with you. People might get the wrong idea. You know. <laughs> you gotta bring. You gotta bring. I don't think uh... There's anything wrong with that. I just not. You know. <laughs> It's, uh, he just got to get a babysitter and uh, bring the wife, man. You, you know, it's uh, better than sex deserves LA on Melrose, man. Thank, hell yeah. Well, I will Ian, bring the wife down, though. Ian, you got to come out next time. We have an event, man. We'd love to, you know, hang out and meet you, man. I know you uh, hang out with Dan. And you guys get up together. So, you know, Dan's a big supporter of us. So uh, we love to Tell him I said hi. You as well, too. Well, let's give it Dan, Dan a shout out. I, you know, everything that's happening for me in LA, I got to give it a shout out to Dan. I mean, he's really helped me out and opened the door. So if it wasn't for Dan, um, I don't think there would be Ian Lance art boxes. So big that's shout out. Good guy to, to hang out with, man. You yeah. know, Dan won uh, AWR <laughs> MSK. You know, yeah. that's some good, uh, good connections to have. And sh you know, shout no, out to no one's going to no fuck with <laughs> and for those of you who don't know what i just said awr and msk angels will rise and matt society kings are two of the uh most awesome crews in uh graffiti crews in la and uh they they uh they cover their boys too you don't want to mess with them oh, you know yeah. who to hang out with man i like that you know who to hang out with hey from south side chicago back to la <laughs> Oh yeah, man. Ian, go. it's been awesome hanging out with you, man. I, I do. I can I would love to meet you in person someday, and we're gonna definitely come down to that rest. Uh, Better than sex, LA. Not together though. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. No, That's, no, it's awesome, man. Yeah, man. Thank awesome. you, man. Oh yeah, can't wait to meet you in person. And teacher one, your your artwork is just, dude. It's you're killing all the streets just as well. So big shout out to you as well. Thanks, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, bro. Hell yeah, man. Just drop your social media one more time, man. It's uh, Ian Lance Art, and then we also have the Raised in L.A. Art Project. And also Better Than Sex L.A. And Better Than Sex L.A., yes. <laughs> nice. And don't forget Pullman, Chicago's first national park. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome, man. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, man. To the audience, please leave us a review on iTunes. Follow us at Pizza TV Show. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Love you guys. Take care, and peace. Peace. Thanks, guys. Bro, peace. Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace.